Welcome everybody to an all new episode of the Day Vision Podcast where we highlight black cinema, black Hollywood. That's who we are. I am one third of the illustrious, I don't know how to talk today, illustrious <laughs> trio. I'm Mike Day. I'm Casey Alverson. And I'm Sean B. Yes, and man, do we have a packed show for y'all today. We are going to be talking about two major things. One, we are going to be reviewing the Malcolm and Marie movie that came out earlier this year. And then we also are going to talk, it's going to talk about the importance of um, black women on your film team in honor of Women's History Month. And so I'm excited to uh, start this off. But first, I got to ask, I got to ask my uh, beautiful and handsome co-anchors of this thing. How, how did y'all week go? It was good. I mean, I was super busy working on the house. So I went to furniture stores. I finally have a dining room table. So that's exciting. Um, Put together a pool table this weekend. And what else did I do? I got some chairs and stuff like that. So getting my house together little by little. Um, Found out some good news that I'll probably share on the next episode about my uh, career path. Um, yes, <laughs> but other than that, just moving and grooving, been a good week. All right, all right, you ain't trying to get whooped in pool though, but we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> lose. <laughs> all right, B, what you got this week? Man, this week, uh, it was kind of busy, man. We wrapped up uh, Ryan Barnes short film, we finished filming on that uh, this past week. Uh, doing my photography thing, man. Had a couple photo shoots, knocked that stuff out. Got a couple more lined up, and just man, trying to get caught up on some much needed editing, much yeah. needed editing. So, yeah, no, and get getting it. ready, yeah, and working on some scripts, man. Got a couple scripts that I gotta get put out. Just trying to stay busy, man. Amen to that. Amen to that. If you're looking for some dope photography. Sean B Photography. Make sure y'all follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you follow Casey. Um, the, the the Basket Case Podcast. That's what I wanted to say. I was so scared of messing it up. Yes. <laughs> no. follow, I was you so scared. <laughs> yes. Follow her on IG. Make sure y'all do that and continue with following Day Vision. Um, Mike Day, me, I had probably one of the most interesting weeks um, thus far. Um, took my son to Chuck E. Cheese for a birthday and dude like thought he was in heaven or something. So, uh-huh. so yeah, so of course that was good. Um, we're actually going into production for a short film next week called And the Winner Is where um, ironically enough, it kind of takes like a page out of Malcolm and Marie's uh, playbook and it's just a interesting um, dialogue between a husband and a wife. So I'm excited for y'all to see it. Um, more details to come on that. But, you know, we are here today for Malcolm and Marie. And Casey has the scoop on the budget, the production. Casey, please bless the people on what Malcolm and Marie look like. Malcolm and yes, Marie look like. I got you. So Malcolm and Marie was released this year um, on January 29th on Netflix. It had a budget of 2.5 million and Netflix acquired it for 30 million. So that's huge. 
It received a 6.7 on IMDb and 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. It starred Zendaya and John David Washington, my love. And um, just a little bit about it. So it's a romantic drama that is about a filmmaker, which is John David Washington and his girlfriend, Zendaya. When they return home following a um, celebration movie premiere as he awaits what's sure to be a imminent critical and financial success, the evening suddenly turns as uh, relevations about their relationship begin to surface, testing their strength of their love. So, mm. we have immediate reactions after that. <laughs> Just, mm. Mm. y'all could, if y'all could give only one word for that movie, what would, what would y'all say? What would be the one word? I think we all agree on that one word. Do we? Yeah. Toxic. What? Toxic. It's toxic. toxic. Yeah, yeah, man. But oh man, it has some. So as a filmmaker and as a husband, I related some some of the things I could relate to like him. And so like I'm I'm so interested to seeing like what did y'all think of it like the entire time. But you know, here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna give it. We're gonna talk the good. We're gonna talk the bad, and then we're gonna give it its official day vision rating so man i think ladies first like casey like from a film lover standpoint what what you think so first i thought it was just super interesting that to like shoot in black and white yeah. and in one location um i thought that was that was really cool um so i gave it you know the props there and then just thinking about all the different themes, like I, I like I legit have like notes like in front of me because I like toxic was one, um, but just showing how um, the lack of communication in relationships brings on this toxicity, um, gaslighting. It just it it just shows like what's happening in real life, and so I appreciated the film for bringing those issues to light because a lot of people talk about it but they don't really talk about it you know yeah. they they're like oh this is going on my relationship but they don't see what it is actually happening and so I appreciated the film for that um and just showing how um the impact of having such like big egos and narcissism and all of those behaviors um come out um so I I kind of I kind of liked it for that mm. Mm. I see Sean, he, 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 he ready. <laughs> hey, let, let's hear some good. Let's hear some good from the film. What, what was some things that you could take away from the film? Some good things. All right, man. Uh, just, first of all, man, just looking at it, man. It, the film in itself, the entirety, just from the storyline and everything, is something that you see in everyday life. Like, so it was really true to form. It was really authentic. Um, as far as relationships go, man, and it, I like the way that they did it in black and white because it kind of gave you like that that '60s vibe where it was, you know, you know, James Brown said it best: "It's a man's world," and kind of how she got left behind, and he, you know, as a man, we're not thinking, yeah. um, you know, what I'm saying this is my partner, this is somebody who helped me along the way to get where I'm at, 
And like, damn, I thanked everybody else and forgot about her, even though she's not going anywhere. She's right here with me. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it was, it's, it's one of them things, man. It's like, it was so many different elements in this movie that just, man, it was, it was just mind blowing. Once I watched it the second time, the first time I kind of, you know, I got lost checking out other things about the movie and not actually paying attention to the story. But as I paid attention this time around, I was just like, yo, they hitting on some deep issues and not only in relationships, but in African-American relationships, because this is a problem that you see a lot in African-American relationships. Um, Whether, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, marriages, and it's, man, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything y'all said. And like, the, cin- the cinematography really allowed me to focus on what was going on in the movie. Um, but I, I I don't know like how I felt about Zendaya being a sex, being sexy for her uh, for her co-anchor or co-actor because like she, we grew up watching Disney with her, you know, and she's like yeah. three or four years younger than me. So I look at her like that's that's my little sister, man. Like I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but they pulled it off. So I ain't. What can I say? You know. I don't think she was like overly, but like I, I no. get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's no. No. A, not. It's she wasn't to see her in that range. Yeah, she wasn't overly sexified, but she looked good. It, she was smoking. She was cussing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it, it was tasteful, but you know what I'm saying for her. You know what I'm saying? They did, they didn't over-sexualize her. So yeah, that right. was that was a plus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she was, you know, I mean, it was a two two character performance. So somebody had to be the eye candy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? I'll give her, I'll give her this. You gotta be one hell of an actor to play somebody very sexy and then you go next to him, you about to play a teenager. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's crazy. Yeah, and speaking of Zendaya, man, like you said, for her to go from Disney to where she's at now, like, man, her range for such a young actress, like, her range is, like, crazy. Because um, I I think I was having a conversation with somebody else um, on set, and we was talking about, we ended up talking about her and how she started out on Disney, uh, I forgot which show it was. Her and her co-star, they were dancing and stuff. And then now mm-hmm. it's crazy that you see her now and she's playing all these adult roles. And that, like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Not at all. But not just, all. man, and, like, for somebody just so young, you know, as an actor, and I hate, I hate saying it, like, you know, putting an age on actors and stuff like that because it doesn't matter if you can act, you can act. Um, mm-hmm. But just how versatile she is, man. Like, she can switch it mm-hmm. the blink of an eye. Can we, so, speaking of, can we talk about the knife scene? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that was cold. That was, yeah, that that was, was. That was badass. I was convinced she was going to kill him. I, I did, did, too. I, I was I like, oh, what's about <laughs> to happen? <laughs> I said, dang, she about to cut a brother. <laughs> She about to take him in a hey, she convinced him he was scared. He was. He what, was what was scared. that line? What was that line she said before she walked off? Um, uh, how, oh 
what was this it? This is how you, uh, it had to do something with performing though. This is how you Yeah, authenticity. Um yeah. something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I can't like Bravo. She yeah. she won she won me over after that one. I was like, all right. Yeah, Man, you I'm, got me. When I seen her with the knife and I had to lean in, I'm like, bro, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then she stopped and she like, you know, this is Whatever the line was, she said for authenticity. I'm like, yo, she yeah. cold. She cold. Yeah. She, she, she badass. So shout out to Zendaya and shout out to uh John John David Washington too, because like, man, right, Ap- Apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Lord, it did not. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let me ask you this because clearly I know Casey. She, I know she was paying attention to my man the whole movie. It, was it me or did he sound just like his daddy throughout the movie? I closed my eyes oh, at God. one point. Bruh. I thought, I that, I thought it was eyes. just me. I, I, was like, I was like, man, is that doing Zim? Especially I, whenever he was, when like the doors were open and Dale was on the couch and he was walking back and forth like that that scene where he he was talking for, I don't know. Like, yeah, he had that long ass month yes. uh, dialogue and I was like, Damn. Like, he gonna play his daddy in a movie one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Because I was like, man, on some of the speeches he was getting when he was, you know what I'm saying, going off and really speaking his mind, bro, I kept thinking about training day. <laughs> it came in training day, guys. Man, when Denzel was giving them speeches, I was like, yeah. Yeah, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, the hand movement, the, the slapping on the chest, everything. Yeah, yep. yeah, he learned from his daddy. Absolutely, must be nice. Meanwhile, people in Arkansas kind of learn it from scratch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, start oh. start your own legacy. It hey, currently in production, Day Vision Films, baby. Shanti Photography, that's what we're doing. Yes, yes, yes. Now, let let's get into, I guess, what, what we, we didn't, didn't like. like. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it bad. What did we not like? And I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't like how like it felt like at one point like the light skinned chick needed saving from this dark black man. That that threw me off. I don't know yeah, if it's me. Yeah. I don't know if it's me being overly conscious about like films and how black men are viewed, especially yeah. you know in today's age. But it just felt like, dang, bro, like. You can argue with your wife, but don't don't mess around and say, you know, this scene was about this girl I effed in the hotel. You know, she gave it to me good. Like, I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, bro, like, why? <laughs> you know, all all for her to come back and say, all you had to do was tell me that it wasn't about that it wasn't, you know, about me. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why that that's my harsh like feedback on it like toxic. damn yeah toxic that's all I just said toxic everybody yeah, toxic but see it felt like it was toxic on his end and it felt like I mean I guess Zendaya's character had flaws but it didn't feel like it because like once again this black man over to me like over overdid it like he was he he literally cussed her, he was cussing her out while eating her mac and cheese yeah, it, 
I guess that would be one thing that I didn't like is that she just she got beat up like so much. She talked about her drug addiction, all like her suicide t- attempts, like all this stuff, and it was just like, dang, like you know, it's just it kept going at her and going at her, and it just I don't know. That was that was kind of like cringe for me mm. seeing that that and that just kept reoccurring in the film. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely painted painted uh <clears throat> him as the big bad big mad black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Mike, she did have her flaws, but it's more so all her stuff was from the past. And yeah. all of his stuff is like boom, it's right there in your face throughout the whole movie. It's showing, you know. Let me, I'm trying to get my words right. Give me let me get that right. It's it just on uh, how underappreciated she was um, and his contributions and everything. I mean, with her contributions to helping push him along. Um, and I get where she was coming from. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was one of the things where I seen both sides. I get what he, what he was saying, but I, I really felt where she was coming from because, like I said, man, it's, it's a world where women are overlooked a lot. Yeah. Um, that's true and they do yeah. I mean you know what I'm saying that's even we're going into conversations that we haven't gonna have later on man it's just you know women just overlook I mean mm-hmm. we can say that um, and women can work just as hard as men or if not harder on some and still not get the recognition that they deserve and he said that in the film too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I said like with this film man after watching the second time, I can't really say that it, it was a lot that I didn't like. It was, yeah, like what you guys said, yeah, I understand. I, and I agree with what you guys said. But other than that, like, once you really understand the message of this movie, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you really can't, that you that you don't like about it. I mean, that I can that I can say that I don't like about it, man. Um, like they did take me, take a, take me two times to watch this movie to really understand what was going on. Um, and they hit like I said they hit on a lot a lot of key issues Um, you know just how women are over sexualized you know underappreciated overlooked Uh, my man even went into showing how bad some men I ain't gonna say all men how bad a man a man could do a woman you don't have to always, you know what I'm saying, result to physical violence, man, just verbal abuse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, and to me, I was like, throughout the whole point, I'm like, why y'all just won't leave each other? Y'all toxic, just let it go. <laughs> but it was their love story, you know, that's just how they operated. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And I'm so, gonna keep saying the word toxic, you know. Yeah, that was the thing. Do y'all, do y'all think they, like, when the when the when the movie stopped, do y'all think they were together at the end? Because the yeah. way it ended, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. I, look, <laughs> I know people in real life with them kind of relationships. Brother, they ain't like, no <laughs> I have a friend who's in who like, I mean, they've lived together for eight years, and they they do stuff like this. Like, I'll be at their house, like eating dinner. I'm just like looking at them. While they're screaming at each other in front of their two kids, I'm just like, all right, like this, this is just how they are. Like this, this is how they communicate. 
it's crazy to me, but it works for them. So to each his own. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, when I tell you, Mike, and like Casey said, man, it, it, it's real out here. It's, it's real, man. Because like I said, she knows people. I know people. I didn't be sitting there looking, you know, about to pull out some popcorn, you know, but it's entertainment. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, it be that that bad. It be it be that to deep, the level, Yeah, the level of disrespect that was displayed in this movie is what, they, what you will see out here. But they can't leave each other alone. They refuse mm-hmm. to leave each other alone. They don't want to see nobody else with the with the other person. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I never understand it. But hey, you know, it ain't my little story. <laughs> yeah, but kind of like how like the stuff like this happens because like someone like Malcolm helps Marie, you know, get clean, and so therefore she feels like she owes him, and so they stay mm-hmm. in this relationship. Because they're just like codependent off of each other. Like he's the savior and she's like the dependent. Like she, you know, it's, it's that type of relationship. And I feel like that happens so much in real life. I, I, speaking on, on that, <clears throat> just the two characters, just from a filmmaker standpoint, I got to say, though, who, whoever wrote this, they did a hell of a job with these characters' backstories. As a mm-hmm. filmmaker and a, somebody who, you know, I write for myself, they did a hell of a job on them backstories. Like, Facts. especially with Marie, like. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? And what's, what I like about it is these are fictional characters, but somebody knows somebody who's just like that. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know you you, you see these people, these characters in your everyday life. You might not, you know what I'm saying, deal with somebody on that type of level where you just in their business like that, but you have seen or you know of someone that's a Marie or a Mal. And that's why I think that's why I really like after watching it, like I said, the second time, I got a better understanding. I I really like this movie. I liked it. Okay. I don't know if so, it's because um, you know, we like toxic and drama, but you know, <laughs> I really liked it. Well, well, that's a that's a good question, and something we may review in the future, like the photograph. Like, I heard that one like got bad reviews simply because there was no toxic environment in it. So, is there is there a lane for filmmakers to create love without it being toxic for specifically for Black people? Is there a lane for that? I, I think it is, man. It's just that. In the age of social media and everything, everybody living for the drama. Everybody mm-hmm. looking for the toxicness and other people's relationships. Uh, but I think it is wrong for just a true love story, man. Uh, sometimes we need to see that, you know. Yeah. Not everybody, you know, saying relationship or you know, saying love story is this way, where it's all this screaming, yelling, cussing and fighting. I hate you. You hate me. You know what I'm saying? But we can't leave each other because I love you, baby. All that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, I, we we need films like The Photograph. You know what I'm saying? Just to actually show the difference between, you know, black love. That's, you know, real black love. Now this is, I mean, some households, Malcolm and Marie is real black love absolutely but I mean there's no set guideline on it like 
it got to be this way or the other, but you need to, the representation of both types. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So the time has come. Out of a 10, what are we giving Malcolm and Marie? You go first, Mike. Mm. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. When we had our private conversation about this movie, has your rating changed since then after watching it the second time around? It has. So originally I gave it, I think I gave it a six and a half. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going to give it a seven. The cinematography really won me over. Uh, And honestly, and honestly, And honestly, even like the entire dialogue, I, I, I think I'm just, I'm almost too conscious to fully accept like the the toxic masculinity of the movie. I think I'm almost like too conscious for it because like now, because I'm just nitpicking at it all day. It's a great film, like great film. You know, I hope Day Vision comes across something like that in the future, but I don't know. I felt like I would have um, at least toned it down a little bit. You know, no character's perfect, but I would have toned I would have toned that part of it down just to tan. I think I agree with you, Mike. Like, I think mine is out of seven as well. I mean, great dialogue. Um, you know, there are certain pieces that I, I really enjoyed from the film, but I don't think that it's something that I will, like, continue to watch um and so for that like it's not like super high for me like a, a 10 um but i so think you, it's, it's so you don't think it could be a classic i don't think so mm. sean well <clears throat> on cinematography man i might have to go get that bad boy nine and a half because <laughs> some of the shots that they got off got up in the movie was ridiculous but I, overall, I, I agree with you, uh, with you guys. About a seven, maybe seven and a half, but possibly, you know, right at a seven. Um, because I, I agree. I don't think it. I don't think it'll be a classic. But I think people should check it out. I really do think people should check it out just to see mm-hmm. what it's about. Uh, and see if they can understand the overall message of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, can't get, get can't get past the cinematography though, man. The cinematography, yeah. I, I got to get a nine and a half. Nine and a half. But I, you know, I'll, I'll, no, go I'll, ahead, go I'll, ahead. I'm gonna say I also, I got to give a, a, a shout out to the to the writer because to keep up an argument for the entire length of a movie without it, you know what I'm saying, fading and keeping the audience engaged because you think it's trickling down, it's going to come to a resolution, then boom, here it is, something else. There go another problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and every mm-hmm. every time Marie brought up a point, it got had a deeper meaning to it. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, and just how they came across and, and wrote the film and how they brought it to life, man, I, I really appreciate that. Like, because for a black and white movie, I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of black and white movies. 
I mean, I've watched some. I mean, I, I've, I've sat and watched some movies, black and white movies on my own, but that's not me. I like to see the colors. I like to see what you done done, the color grades and stuff like that. But when you get a black and white movie, it forces you to pay attention to the story and really try to connect to what the actors are saying. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good, man. It was, it was, it was definitely a pretty good movie. Yeah, Sam Livingston wrote and directed it. So hats off to him for keeping us interested for almost two hours. So, oh, that movie didn't feel like it was two hours. Dang, it might not have been that long. One hundred and six minutes, so about an hour and some, an hour and a half and some change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some change. Yeah. So yeah, um, man. So I think I don't know if this could be a classic, but I think it is Zendaya's coming out party for the African American community. So, and what I mean by that is she's been with Marvel, with Spider Man, you know, with Disney. I think this is this is like one of her first like movies where you know she's black, right? So like. Mm-hmm her husband or her boyfriend character was black. So I think this could be her coming out party for African-Americans if they didn't already know her. So I tell you what, she definitely played a sister in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She definitely did that. Absolutely. Not even a, not even a question on that one. And so with, with that being said, let's this is an easy transition into our um, next discussion. Um, I was talking to uh, Casey and Sean not too long ago about um, the importance of having black women on your team, right? So mm-hmm. you know, of course, of course, I'm grateful for Casey. Y'all don't, y'all don't even know, man. Casey is not just like one of the co-hosts of Division, right? She's been like pretty much like following Division since what? 2015, 2016. Yeah, you know. before it was Day Vision. Right, before it was Day Vision, <laughs> right. And so, like, she has lent her house for um, filming. She has pitched in to help with production. Um, she's, like, put our movies in front of potential, like, buyers. Like, Casey is, like, a real deal, like, the homie, you know? And so... First off, let's just let's just thank Casey real quick. Thank you so much, Casey. <laughs> you know, but um, that 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 brings up a question: like, why do y'all think, like, when when these up and coming productions, specifically African Americans, right? We'll just stick to black film making companies. Okay. Why don't we see enough black women at the forefront when? We see countless examples of when you do bring black women on the team, it elevates. Why, why do y'all think that? So let's start first with how a lot of these companies are just male dominated. So it's hard, like there's a glass ceiling and it takes a while for it to get broken. So let's start there. And then on top of that, you know, we like women do it all. So we're raising the family. We're trying to do the career. We're, you know, taking care of everybody else. So there's a lot of things going on. So it's hard to have people take us seriously because they think that we're doing too much. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that piece. 
Um, I'm not in the film industry, so I can't talk about that, but I can just talk about like corporate life. So uh, that's, and I, I'm sure it's like very similar, just being like male dominated companies and people don't want to take women seriously. Um, I actually went through a little training a couple weeks ago and it was talking about how women are, oh, what were they saying? Like, um, we are not seen as leaders because we are more empathetic and um, we don't lay down the law, but men are seen as leaders and they can make decisions and all this stuff. And it was, it was just, it was very interesting to see. So I, I feel like that kind of translates to um, this as well, but definitely want y'all's opinions. Be what you got. Woo. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> man, this this is a really really touchy subject, man, because it, it, it it's not just film where women are underrepresented. You know, what I'm saying overlooked, overshadowed. Um, and the thing about it is, they bring a lot to the table. You know, behind closed doors, especially like with film. Half the time, you know, they want the women as production assistants just to do all the running around, want to go get lunch and all that, do all that stuff. Um, versus putting a woman on the camera or, you know what I'm saying, had a woman calling the shots, you know what I'm saying, or as an AD or something like that. And I, I don't understand why it's like that because my thinking, my looking at it like me as a director, <clears throat> I'm looking at it like this. I see some some way between from my eyes, my vision, but it's always something that you might be missing because you're not looking at it through somebody else's perspective. I'm a man, so I'm always going to be looking at it from a male's perspective. But I, sometimes I have to stop and I think, okay, well, let me ask somebody else. And I don't go to another man. I, I mean, I will, but most of the time I'm going to a female, a woman, and ask them, well, what are your perspective on this? What do you think about this? And to see if we're seeing the same thing, or they might, and a lot of times, they'll say something that I wasn't even thinking about. I'm like, you know what? You sure right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I don't know, it, I, for me, it gotta be just the ego thing. Um because a lot of guys, men, they got to be right. You know what I'm saying? They they don't want to feel like the woman is in control, the woman has the bright ideas, and all this. They want the credit for, if something is a success, a success, man wants to be the one who gets the credit for that. Whether the woman did all the work behind the scenes and he put his name on, signed his name on the paper, it, the credit go to him. The, the, the woman gets skipped over. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know what I'm saying, it, it's getting starting to get better now. Across the board, not like I said, not just in film, just across the board, period. But it's still not where it needs to be. It's you know, it's slowly it's it's slow process. But we need some faster progress. Um Thanks. Well, what you got, Mike? Well, first off I wanted to say like one thing, one thing I really like about um your series Sean Change is gonna come, which is available on YouTube and Chemistry TV Network. Um, shameless plug. Um <laughs> you're so diversified when it comes to like the women, right? Mm-hmm. So 
think I saw a white secretary and then most of your uh, female actors are black of different shade. Yes. And like, I, a, answer me this, was that intentional? Yes. My um, my thing this is, I'm, I'm looking at, I don't really see color, but I noticed that dark-skinned women are, not only are women underrepresented, but dark-skinned women are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So my thing was, I wanted to incorporate that. Like to me, I don't see skin, you know, see skin tone. So like I want to see our shades. You know what I'm saying? Our shades, I'm working with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I wanted for this particular project to showcase dark skin women, because you always see light skinned women that's beautiful, the models, stuff like that. But you can have dark skinned women too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Hollywood got this misconception about dark-skinned women. I don't understand what it is. Um, but yeah, but that was my goal to empower the women in my project, the characters in my project, because everybody has a career. Right. Everybody's career-driven. Uh, dark-skinned women. Then I, now I'm thinking about it. I think I have one one light complexion female in this cast. Besides wow. the white girl. And everybody else is, yeah, everybody else is dark skinned. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, look, man, you just made me think about this. You know, yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, that's why we had this question. Look, I, I, I tend to have conversation, a lot, a lot of conversations with like uh, my, my fan base, in which I noticed, like, not fan base, let's go with tribe, with the tribe. And, most of them are female, you know? And so for me, black female at that. And so for me, it's, you know, how can I show love to them? How can I show them I appreciate them? And so my very first film, I wanted a female lead, a black female lead, you know? I was able, shout out to Marissa. Um, me and her, we were able to collaborate. You know, I told her exactly why she got picked. I told her this story was made for, you know, you, you know, she accepted it, and you know, we we made a day vision classic from it. Day vision focused, available on Chemistry TV Network and YouTube. Go check it out. Go and check so, it out. Yeah, and so you know, for me, it's I want to moving forward, and you know, for all intent purposes, you know how far God will take us. I really want to let specifically black women know that like I really appreciate them you know I can't solve the world problem as far as like why are black women still misrepresented misrepresented yeah you know in today's age but what I can do is make sure cast a female you know at least one you know at least bring two or three on behind the scenes because there are some like you said B there are some things men just don't see mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe we're over sexualizing the character maybe we're not giving her enough career goals maybe she's too focused on the man in this scene like it's important to do that and you know like I said you know the Casey's of the world you know my wife you know Marissa mm-hmm. you know Chastity Robin like it's important to bring those stories together and show women that like they are appreciated and you know they're they're just they're just as equal if not more valued 
than male peers, you know, in a lot of aspects. Oh, yeah. And see, like, for me, man, even behind the scenes, like, you're looking at on screen, but behind the scenes on crew, my crew is made up of 90% women. Nice. Wow. Uh, for that project, uh, my assistant director, shout out to her. Man, I got a dope, dope assistant director, Kaylin Richardson. Uh, we're working on even more projects. Uh, I told her as long as I can have her as my AD, we're going to ride this thing to the wheels <laughs> fall off. Absolutely. Uh, and shout out to her, too. She's a writer, too. She's actually, she just wrote something that she's uh, working on, trying to get it filmed, and it's getting put in the works. But besides her, I do have other uh, other women that was, like I said, on the crew shout out to all of them man like from working the cameras to working sound to PAs um, you know everybody's learning a lot of them did not know everything behind the scenes but I said look if you want to learn I can teach you you know what I'm saying I'm not going to turn down no help and I ain't looking for you know what I'm saying trying to find a bunch of men if I got women right here who want to learn how to do it um and willing to help and you know what I'm saying want to put their time in like my my producers both of my producers for Change Gonna Come are both women African American and everybody on the crew is African American women so everybody yeah. there you go that was so it's, it's, it's you know it's, it's been cool it's been a fun ride and like I said uh, it's just it, it, it's just a even flow. I think I might have two guys, three guys, three men that work on crew, but they don't do, you know, they'll work one of the cameras or, you know, do sound every now and again, but majority of the time when I'm on set, majority of my crew is female. Then uh, not only that, my actresses, they also, when they're not shooting, work behind the scenes. So it's, so we keeping it going. So I don't, I don't like I said, I don't understand why people undervalue women on set. But look, I got you. Look, we working. We working. <laughs> Man. They make it. And like I said, shout out to the entire crew, the cast as well, because they make my job a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and everything flow better. I mean, we we are a little village, a little family. When we on set, we all kick it. We actually, a lot of us met on the project and people still like hanging out and meeting up and collaborating on other projects, going to other sets, then coming back and, you know, still working and everybody saying, hey, you need to get to this. What's next? What's next up? So, like I told them, as fast as I can write them up and get them together, look, we'll be back on set. Look, look, so let, let, let's end this, let's end this with, uh, I need, a, I need an answer from Casey. Okay. At, as a, black woman as a film lover what can what would you like to see more um, moving forward with not even black Hollywood just independent filmmakers like like Sean and I what, what would you like to see more I feel like with me it's more of like the relationships like black women tend to go through hell and then you know have a good relationship and so just seeing someone just you know have like success the happiness like all of that 
Um, and that goes for, you know, filmmakers like you and Hollywood, um, just seeing, you know, the positivity throughout their, their journey. Um, I know that doesn't always happen, but it, it'd be nice to see and then, you know, have that representation as well. Um, so that, that would be my biggest thing. Um, and then, you know, me, I'm very career driven to so seeing more, you know, career driven women in film. Man, nice. Well, say less. On behalf of Sean and myself, we will continue making sure that uh, every voice is heard, especially in our community by, you know, of course, the men and especially, of course, for uh, Black women. So thank you for that. Thank you for that yeah. advice. Yes, yes, yes. So before we exit, Sean has a tip for the upcoming filmmakers in this world. Sean, tell them what you got today. All right, so my filmmaker tip for the, for today is to get out and shoot. Don't sit around and wait on that that, that knockout project that's going to take forever because the longer you're sitting on a project, the longer it's going to take you to get to shooting. And I always tell people, hey, when you're working on something, shoot microfilms. Microfilm is a 45, 30 second to a minute long film. Could be about anything. Doesn't have to be dialogue, anything. You just shooting, practice, getting that in. Get it in. Mm. Man, that's what I like to hear. And so on that note, we are out of time for this episode of the Day Vision Podcast. Look, real quick, my, my favorite co-host of the world, Plug. Y'all stuff real quick so we can get out of here. Casey, you first. Yep. Go follow me on the Basket Case podcast on Instagram and you can uh, listen to it on all major platforms. All right. And you can follow me on Instagram at official Sean underscore B. Official Sean B. Yeah. Yes, and of course, you can follow Day Vision Films and Michael W.J. Day on Instagram and Facebook as well. And until next time, we love y'all. Y'all have the best week or two. Make sure y'all share this podcast with your friends available on all streaming platforms where a podcast is available. Thank you, and y'all have the best day.